This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein. Here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. On this episode, we get ready for the great summer of COVID-19, whatever that's going to mean. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? Pretty good this morning. I got a story for Jeff. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Come on, Pam. What, what's what's your story? Okay. Here we go. This was such an interesting day. I did a home inspection on a fabulous house. I mean, I love this builder. They did a phenomenal job. Folks moved in, and a couple of years later, they decided they wanted a bonus room. So they hired somebody. It wasn't the builder. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, going oh my goodness so uh remodel inspections folks if you have somebody come in and do some work i would highly recommend that it be checked out this bonus room there were no rails on the stairs mm-hmm. they had removed the bracing off the rafters jeff and the, and the roof was sagging Gosh. There was no insulation on the walls, and they had actually installed a ductless, a Mitsubishi ductless, hung it straight on the sheetrock with no insulation at all. Then they had run the condensate (laughs) on the unit, and I'm sorry I'm laughing, to a little sump pump that went 15 feet up and over the stairs into a p-trap <laughs> i hope I, I hope there was a floor system um you know you never know and it you know that is so um disturbing in the in the remodeling world because just as a whole a remodeler kind of has a bad name anyway oh they're remodelers be careful so and this just kind of puts that icing on the cake so well, man, I, I, I hate those kind of stories. Um, wow. I'm ready to get in the studio. I'm ready to come in and do it live, ready, if yeah. you will. You don't, you don't want to do it in your truck anymore? I don't want to do it in my <laughs> truck anymore. <laughs> I, you know, he started out doing the show from his home, and uh, like his wife would be in the background and everything, and then all of a sudden he's in his truck all the time. <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be a story there somewhere. Anyway, right. so what are you guys working on this week? Jeff? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm sitting in front of two houses that we were fortunate enough to sell. So uh, getting those, uh, what we call a punch out, where the buyer comes in and blue tapes, you know, things that don't look right. So we're in the middle of doing that. Uh, building a fence. Um, purchased some more lots yesterday. So Building a fence? Uh, is that yours personally or the company? No, no. The the new buyer wanted a fence, so we we said, "Yeah, we'll do no, that." And, I, I gotta hear gotta, about Jeff digging gotta, a hole. I just gotta I'm hear gonna, Jeff digging a hole for a fence. Right. Yeah. I've got I uh, got a handicap job going on in Philadelphia. Going down to Hayesburg, look at one today. Okay. Um, 
it, it's busy. It is real busy. Pam, how's it's insane. the we inspection are so business yeah. going? Busy. I, I talked to a realtor friend um, on across the street from me the other day, and the the refi business uh, seems to be going nuts. And she said that there are times where they're not able to find an inspector in time to get some loans done <laughs> right now. Are you guys? Uh, yeah, it's are you guys it's seeing that busy. volume? Yeah, we're busy. We're booked out, and um, we're going as fast and as furious as we can. Pammy's tired. Yeah, I saw I saw an inspector the other day, and and this person told me that she had twelve houses that day, and I was just shocked. How many? How many can you guys get done in a day, Pam? Well, I'm guessing you're talking to someone who's doing appraisals. Yeah, yeah. Which would be different than what we do because right. we're checking function. And if an inspector, a home inspector is doing 12 a day, you're not getting a very good inspection. No, <laughs> right, no, right. No, you're not. That was, <laughs> you're right. It was an appraisal. It was an inspection. You're right. Good even, distinction. Even if, they're working, even if they're working 12 hours a day, uh, that's not much of an inspection. Well, that gives me a good yeah, question. I had a, I had a realtor the other day beg me to inspect a house on a Saturday. And I told her, I said, you really don't want me on Saturday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired it'll, by Saturday. Cost you, you really a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> In the end. Well, you know, this is, this is a point that, that I want to bring up and, and, you know, it, it's not their fault, but you know, people work eight to five. Right. So, so when they call you and say, "Hey, I would like for you to come look at my house, so, so we can do a remodel," um, do you mind coming after five o'clock? Right. Well, yeah, I do because <laughs> I work eight to five. I, I'm just like you are. I've got a real job, right? Even though it's called remodeling, it it is a real job, right? So, okay. That does make sense. So maybe someone should uh, book some time off if they want to just go ahead and bring all the contractors in one day. Well, he, here, here's my point. If you don't have enough respect for your contractor to meet them during their business hours, do I really want to do a remodel for you? Okay. I don't know if I do not. Maybe not. Wow. Okay. Uh, here we go, folks. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got an interesting email this week about an email that we got last week. We talked about an email last week, and here's how it went. Uh, Julie sent us an email and said, can Hardy Board be combined with regular cedar siding? Could Hardy Board edges be beveled, tapered? There are areas of the house where siding does not last. Water splashes up from lower roof or in areas facing the south. You guys recommended uh, going to a full uh, Hardy product, or at least, Jeff, you did. Uh, I, I remember that. Yeah, and, and we did get... We did get a um, a another email, and this is from Margaret with uh, Two Rivers Realty, and she had a great idea. You ready for this? It says, Hardy Board, just heard the question about cedar shakes and hardy plank. They do make a cedar shake style hardy product. It's available at Prassel, and you can view it online at the hardy website. And uh, so she's saying, basically, you can find a hardy product that looks like other products out there. Jeff, have you worked with those before? Yes. So, yep. so how how close do they look like their uh, intended product? 
Um, real close. And now, you know, obviously one's, one is wood, one is concrete. Right. So you can, you can tell there's a difference, but, but yes, it, it matches, it matches quite nicely. Really? Um, yeah, sure. So the hardy does look like, say, a, a cedar shake? Uh, it, it does. Uh, you know, it's got the wood grain look. and But obviously, when you get close enough to it, you can tell one is wood, one is hardy. Right, right. So, um, okay. in, in my opinion, I think I've made this very clear in the last four or five years being on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm using hardy. Yeah? Period. Okay. Yeah, hardy or brick. Uh, I'm I'm not going to use wood um, if I don't have to. Good deal. Thank you, Margaret, over at Two Rivers Realty. She that's a, that's a good idea. I didn't even, I didn't know they made the product look that good. So there we go. All right. Again, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And um, we had a couple of shows ago. We had uh, Michael Keaton from Green Home Solutions on the show talking about disinfecting and sanitizing your home with COVID nineteen has put uh, lots of people in a more healthy frame of mind. And uh, around the house, there are things besides wiping down everything to help promote good health. Whole house water filtration system. These things have been around for a long time. And and if you've not come across them before, it might be at least a product to check out online, to look at, see if that's something you might be interested in. If you're the type, you know, some people, even the city water in some places doesn't taste maybe like you want it to. Or there are those entire house filtration systems also will take away some of that uh, CLR kind of stuff that ends up in your tubs and whatnot. Right, hey, Jason, yes, I've ma'am. actually got a video of, um, I've got a buddy who's got an island up in Canada that I go, I just booked that trip. I don't know if they're going to let me in, right? <laughs> but I'm going in last week of August, first week of September. But um, he has a, um, a filtration system. They actually drink the water right out of the Georgian Bay. Wow. And so he's got this cool filtration system that is set up and it's an oxidation type thing. And in my video that I did, um, it's actually quite funny. I was watching and look, cause I'd never seen one. And mm-hmm. so I'm standing there and all of a sudden the pump comes on and I jump like three. <laughs> and I just didn't even edit that out, but it is a very interesting type of system. The only thing I would recommend is um, if you're going to do something like that, Mm -hmm. make sure that who's installing it is certified. And then also, these systems need maintenance. Mm -hmm. So they need to be looked at over a period of time. I actually put in a water filtration system underneath my kitchen sink Mm -hmm. for my coffee maker. And it's it's an aquasana. It's real easy to put in. But you have to change the filter. (laughs) right all right you know keep keep that in mind folks i can't tell you how many times i open up those cabinets and look underneath there and go oh oh i bet they don't even know what they're drinking that's awful (laughs) (laughs) all right folks by the way lanny and larry we're going to come back to you right after the break it's time for our first break of the hour and today we're going to share some ways to uh, check this out we're going to share some ways to use PVC that you have in the garage or shed. Also, talking about getting organized with new shelves is the best project to have this summer. Stay tuned.
Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector to inspect it like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Lanny's been waiting for a little while in Gulfport. What's going on, Lanny? Lanny, are you with us? Hello. Hi. How are you? What can we do for you this morning? Well, I have a problem with my house sinking in the center. Sinking and, in the center? Okay. Right. Well, I guess you say it's sagging. Yes, ma'am. And I need to find someone who can come out and fix it or check it out and see what's going on. I know what's going on because the piers that they put up, they didn't put them on concrete. They just put them on the ground. Oh, and the house, yeah, and the house is about oh eighteen years old. Eighteen and years old, and it's sagging in the middle. Right, uh-huh. and I can tell when I go get ready to go down the hallway, it just goes downhill. Well, uh, obviously that's a foundation issue, but Jeff, uh, you want to take it? Well, away? yes, um, it's it's um, it's unfortunate this is happening, and and I'm sorry for that. But uh, there, there's, there's steps that you must take. The first step that you want to do is hire a structural engineer to come out and do a, do a report. Uh, that report's going to run you around five $600. And they are going to spell out, Lenny, in detail what to do. Do not, by under any circumstances, go hire a foundation company and say, would you come fix my, my foundation? No, ma'am. Do not do it. Structural engineer, they'll write a detailed report. You give that detailed report to a couple different foundation companies and get a quote right. based, on that, based on that information. That is fantastic advice, Jeff. Thank you very much. Landy, did you get that? Yes, I did. Now, structure engineer, what, how do I go about finding one of those? Well, there's several of them. You can, you can Google them. Um, but, but, yes, there are several structural engineers. When you Google that, they'll, they'll pop up with their name and number. Right. And um, I would say probably is, uh, Jeff, are structural engineers on the MSBOC site? Yes. Okay. Yes. The Mississippi State Board of Contractors site, which is msboc.us. Am I correct with that? msboc.us. And that's a great place to start looking for licensed certified contractors right here in Mississippi. So that's a good place to start. To try to is your local uh, home builders association. Um, Absolutely. They can direct you and find enough engineers. Well, right. And then we had, uh, there's another company, MHI. It's another great place to look for preferred contractors. All right. Um, let's keep on moving. Larry is on the line in Hazelhurst. What's going on, Larry? 
We have, uh, 10 years ago, built a new house with beautiful countertops that are black speckled. I don't remember whether it's granite or marble. The only thing that'll stain it is a, a you know, lemon or some citrus. Right. But around the water pocket, of course, it's got this white, I guess it's lime, and none of the lime removers done any good. Finally, with fine steel wool and a lot of effort, I was able to start making effort. But I know uh, if I used uh, coarse steel wool, I could probably get it. But I don't want to ruin it. So uh, am I going to hurt it, or is it hard enough to endure the scraping? All right, I want to I want to make sure that our experts heard this. So he's got uh, most likely what it sounds like granite countertops, um, and he's got some lime buildup, I guess, around say a faucet, something like that. Larry, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's trying thing. to get that lime off. He he's he's not getting any results from the standard CLR kind of stuff, and he's trying to scrub it off, but he's afraid of scratching the surface. Any ideas? I think you can scrub hard enough to get it off, and then you may end up polishing that that granite because when it when it comes out of the ground, granite is not pretty. Uh, granite is very dull; it's very ugly until it is polished. Um, but if if you will email the show, I can go to my expert and and get you a um, get you an expert answer on that. Because uh, a little bit out of my wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, any any ideas there for uh, for you there, Pam? You know, I I really I don't know. I, my first thought, and I was going to see what Jeff thought about this. Can you use muriatic acid on uh, granite? That I, I think that's going to etch it. I don't. I don't. But again, now that is out of my wheelhouse. Um, okay, so we're going to have to punt a little bit on this one. If we have someone out there that does listen to the show that that does know a good bi- a good deal about granite, give us a call eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's see if a, another pro can help us out here. Larry, we'll get your answer. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Eric is on the line in Memphis. What's going on, Eric? Good morning. Good morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. What can we do for you? I have a doozy. Um, I purchased some. <laughs> Some property in Marshall County, which is northern Mississippi. Yes, sir. Uh, and my wife and I are well have a new double wide installed on it. It's uh, thirty two by seventy seven. Big boy. We we bought the demo. Um, we just found out that the demo was actually um, produced two two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the house installed on the prop on my property and the foundation that they put the home on is moving it's shifted mm-hmm. and we're trying to get the people that we purchased the home through in como to come back out and look at this foundation and fix it mm-hmm. we haven't even moved in the home yet and i've paid two mortgages on it because it has not been what they call trimmed out right because of the the uh, covert 19 uh, situation is going on. Right. So uh, when we signed the paperwork and per- purchased the home, we were told that everything would be done, water, septic, and all. Right. My, wa- my wife and I had been jumping through Marshall County and um, Soto County getting permits and contracting people to come do this work that should have been done because it was in- supposed to have been in contract when we purchased the home. Right. 
and we're just really frustrated. I can see how that would make you frustrated, and and nothing is going to be more important important as you might have heard. If you listen to the show here uh, with Jeff and Pam, they'll tell you that, uh, or at least Jeff just squawks about that dirt work, that initial dirt work, and getting that pad right. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to say about that? Well, I'm assuming they put it on blocks, and probably it's just like you said, it may not be suitable uh, soil to set that on and of course you know i don't know what your deal was with the uh company that set it up um they um they dug i, I was not there when they dug them but they dig dig piers um the piers on the top look to be about two and a half almost three feet uh, wide piers that were dug okay um, and then they put blocks on top of the piers. You know, um, I hate to I say this again. It's a little bit out of my wheelhouse, but this is what you might try. Uh, you might try calling board of contractors. I don't know if they... I know in the brick-and-mortar world, if, if we do something like that, um, there's... Um, there's a governing body that will step in and and um, make us do something if there's a contractor that just won't act right, for lack of better words. I, I don't know about a trailer, but I think I would start with um, Board of Contractors. I think I'd give you a place to start I think it's a great idea. I don't, I don't know, you know. Otherwise, you, you're you're going after individual contractors, but the, you know, this may be a way to kind of move them along a little. You know, there's also a, and it's over there. I've I've drive past it on uh, Airport Road. It's a manufacturer, yeah, manufactured house. Good idea. So, In fact, I worked on that building years ago. They had a roof leak. Now, what is this uh, building? Manufactured Housing Association. Uh-huh. It's on the corner. It's on the corner of Airport Road and something. But he he lives in North North Mississippi. So it's it's uh, Manufactured Housing Association. Google that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea, Eric. Uh, a great idea, Pam. We hope you find some. Uh, uh, we hope you find some remedy for yourself there, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, sir. Good, good, good luck. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Also, of course, we're taking emails, and we've got a bunch of those. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Here is one of them. Okay, so, and this is a fun one. You guys ready? Hello. Recommendations to prevent tools from rusting. Mine, screwdrivers, wrenches, etc., are stored in a toolbox in the garage and are rusting terribly. Well, you know, humidity in Mississippi, that's going to happen. So uh, there's a couple of different remedies here, and I would love to hear uh, the two of you. So what do you do, Pam, to keep the rust off of your tools outside of using them? I don't store them near chemicals. (laughs) Near chemicals, okay. Yeah, cleaning chemicals will anything with the chlorine or don't put them near your pool chemicals or uh, anything like that. But mine stay pretty good. I keep them out in the shop and they're all organized and 
have their places. Okay, well, you don't count for this conversation anymore. You don't. You don't count for this conversation anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> nobody, nobody else organizes their tools like that. Okay, so Jeff, I know probably what your shed looks like. Tell me how you keep your tools, or do you just have someone come over and polish them? No, I don't keep them long enough. I got boys, so I don't right. keep mine long enough to rust. Right. Okay. Well, I would. <laughs> I think there's tools planted all over the place. Well, I tell you what, uh, my wife and I have been chasing after a couple of my tools lately. The the a lot of rust on on a lot of them that I, you know I've kind of overused and left them out, and you know they get rusty and gross. So, but I had a pair of um, needle nose pliers that I could not even open anymore. They were rusted so shut. So I poured. I took a pickle jar, and you pour a uh, pour white vinegar into that pickle jar and then you drop the pliers in there wait overnight brush it and the rust is gone and then after that what i did was i took some oil you can use mineral oil wd-40 anything like that any sort of oil to kind of just lightly coat the surface and i don't mean where it's wet you know spray some oil into a rag and then just kind of wipe the tool so that it's got a little oil finish over the top and the and the water won't get to it and it'll stop rusting as quickly so that's what i was doing i actually did it this weekend if someone else has got a better idea give us a call 877-MPB-RING that's 877-672-7464 or of course you can send in an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org so let's, okay jason yes, so ma'am? the question is uh-huh. can i use vinegar to clean my grill uh, you know what? It's weird because I I literally read this on like a Pinterest post and and I thought, all right, well, what, you know, unless it explodes, I don't know what it could hurt. So, yeah, I just put the white vinegar in there and I thought there's no way this can work on steel rust. This is just vinegar. No, it works great on that. And believe it or not, at the end of the night, if you look at the bottom of the pickle jar, all the rust is down at the bottom. It just falls off. It's crazy. So I wonder if you could just take a brownie pan uh-huh. or a large pan and put vinegar in it and then just drop your, your grill grate down in it. Never thought about that, but I guess it would be the same concept. Going back to last week's show. Are we going to clean these grates again? Right yeah, now. I'm also blind and Dr. Stop Pepper. cleaning the grill grate. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to John in uh, Fairday, Louisiana. He's got a comment about the cleaning granite. What's going on, John? You remember that comment we had uh, on the air a few minutes ago? Yes. So, so you're going to say he, here's the deal. A guy called. He had uh, he had granite countertops with what looked to be like lime calcium deposits on these countertops. He's trying to get them off, but he doesn't want to scratch up the granite. Uh, he's using a fine steel wool right now. What what can he do, John? Use a razor blade scraper with a new blade. You use a new blade because that will keep it from scratching. You lubricate the job with Windex. Spray it with Windex. Scrape it with a razor blade scraper. It comes right off. No scratches. No way. Nice. That's fantastic. Okay, so a, a real new good scraper, a razor blade scraper with Windex. Hey, John, how did you figure this out? My friend has a body shop. Uh huh. Occasionally, overspray gets on the glass windshield. That's how you get it off. No way! And it works on it. Works, Good idea. It works on granite. 
Yes. Okay. All right. John's got the idea of the day. Thank you, John. We appreciate it. No problem. All right. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Time for another break, but when we return, we will talk about some obvious and not so obvious uses for PCV pipes. Yeah, really. If you want to join in today's show, give us a call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're taking your DIY questions and talking about sanitizing your home. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, I've got, I got an email here from uh, Sarah. Here we go. I hope today finds y'all well. We're wanting to add a patio off the back of our house. It's a newer home, less than five years old in Clinton. And uh, we're concerned with how that will affect our home's foundation and brick siding. I tried to research online about it and was a bit overwhelmed with information. Some things said that it doesn't attach to the foundation or siding. And other things said that to put stuff on the gap between them to prevent water retention damage. I talked about angles for water runoff. What do I need to know about this in order to hire someone who knows what they're doing so that that is done properly and doesn't create problems down the road? What questions do I ask the contractor to make sure they're capable and make sure that they're capable and knowledgeable? Uh, we were considering a concrete pad as a patio. Are there any drawbacks to choosing that material? Sarah. All right, uh, so you guys heard from Sarah. So she's looking for a lot of uh, thoughts here. She wants to add on to her brick home and um, wants to make sure that she gets that right. I'm sure she's heard on the show about some goof-ups on uh, on some remodels in the past. So what are some uh, good tips, uh, Jeff and Pam, that you guys think that they should look that she should look for in a contractor and how's, how to hire that person and not feel like you're outgunned? I I like I like those two slabs to move independently of each other. I am not going to tie those two slabs together. Okay. Uh, they're, they're they're two different engineerings. They're two different pores. Um, now I do like an expansion joint between and and this is a patio, right? It's not a room addition. She's doing she's adding a patio. So I'm going to put an expansion joint between my existing slab and my new patio um obviously i want i want positive drainage 
away from my house. Uh, so that, I think those are the two most important things to, to consider. And then, of course, my, my lot prep, scrape your, scrape your topsoil mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that your, that your ground is solid enough for a patio, which virtually has no weight on it. Right. Okay. Okay. And how how would you guys suggest that she goes about um, when she's hiring? How, how does she know that that particular contractor really does some good work? We've covered this several times, but Jeff, how would you tell someone to uh, to find out if a contractor is doing good work? Well, um, call the customers they're working with right now. Call the board of contractors and call your local um, 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 home builders association. There you go. Okay. So a good thing to do would be, uh, and we've heard this before, if you're looking for a contractor, find one, number one, and we've talked about this before, hopefully that's already working. If they're not working, there's an issue. Um, another is if that when that person's working, who are they working for and will they give you their contact so that they can check the reference? Uh, that would be that would be the person to check with the person they're working with right now or the last job they've finished. So there you go, Jason. Something that I tell folks all the time is, um, <laughs> and Jeff will appreciate this: if you call somebody and they can start tomorrow, uh huh, you, you don't want them. Okay, yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Right? No, you want somebody who's on a waiting list. You want to be on their right. waiting list. Okay. I actually did a, uh, you know, there were a bunch of storms that went through Madison County, and I had a guy contact me, wanted us to do a roof inspection mm-hmm. and uh, on a new roof that got put on, and I went up there, and it was a mess. He, he It was a mess. Uh-huh. And, and I said, how did you end up working with this particular roofer? He said, because I couldn't get anybody else over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's why you ended up with the work you got. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's um, okay. Well, all right. Let's uh, let's let's keep on going. On the phone is Wes in Mobile. What's going on, Wes? Uh, good morning. I, I have an HVAC question. I had a new unit installed in my attic last late last summer, mm-hmm. and after a month or so, it had uh, water buildup in the, uh, the drain pan that sits in in the attic. That water reached a switch that turned the unit off. Right. That happened a couple of times, and I had the guys come out, or the company that installed it, they got it running again, and uh, it happened again this this spring. And because of all the virus stuff, I uh, didn't mm-hmm. have anybody out, but I washed, I uh, ran some bleach through the drain pipe, right. and that seemed to stop the water build up so much in the drain pan. So yes, sir. What my question is more. I still see some water, very small amount in that in that pan. The pan already has a little surface rust on it. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the long term. Does that create a moisture problem? Is it normal to have a little bit of water in that pan, or should that pan just be an emergency uh, pan that catches water in unusual circumstances and not something that holds water? Uh, all the time. Let's ask our inspector, Pam. Uh, what are you looking for when you see those pans? Well, you know, Russ, you're down in Mobile, right? Right. Yeah. So you're 
your moisture content in your air is just unbelievable. And and what the air conditioner is trying to do is to condition that air. It's trying to cool it off. It's not really cooling it off, believe it or not. It's removing the humidity. So it's got to work double time down there. So a little bit of water in that pan, just because the unit's going to sweat a little bit because it's working so hard in your really hot, hot months, shouldn't be an issue. Now, when when you when they redid the the unit, did they replace the pan as well, or is it an older pan? No, they did replace the pan. Yeah, hmm. I would just and it sounds like the, you did the smart thing by putting that trip switch on there. So yeah. um, it could be that the coils have gotten uh, clogged up. That'll cause it to you know sweat a lot. So you could have that serviced and clean, but a little bit of water. You know, we, we kind of see that. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I, I don't like water in that, in that pan. I really don't. Um, I, I, th- I think there's something going on. And the unit's only two years old, um, but the coils could be dirty. Uh, I, I think I would have someone check it out. I also thought uh, that, that you mentioned that when you poured bleach down the, the, the drain tube, that you started to see it, it move along a little bit, right? It did. I didn't see the buildup of water and, and as much. Uh-huh. We have had the kind of humidity and heat that we'll have in July and August. Right. Well, keeping that drain pipe as, as clean as you possibly can is going to help. Yeah. And the unit's less than a year old. so it, That's a good point. There shouldn't be anything in there, to be honest with you. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't like water in that pan. Now, Pam makes a good point. The humidity in that part of the world is is higher than ours, but I, I don't like water in that pan. Really Let don't. me ask, because um, something I'm thinking about, too, how old is the house? Well, the house is very old. It's 1940s. It's not insulated well. It's not a lot of insulation in the attic. So your your original way you framed it is correct. There's going to be a lot of humidity and a lot of heat in the attic. But I didn't I'm have wondering, that with Russ, let heat. me ask you about, because so, I see this quite a bit, your return. If that return is not sealed well, especially in these older houses, you're going to be pulling dirt and debris from your return up into your coil. Literally what you need to do is check what's behind the filter. Because I'll see people change their filter all the time, but the return is disgusting. And that's behind the filter. And what the filter is designed to do is to filter out, you know, pet dander, dust, debris. But if what's behind your filter is disgusting then that's what gets pulled up into the system. So you may have a brand new air conditioning system with an old return chase. Wow. That's great. That just made me want to leave immediately and go home and clean that space right behind my filter. I, every time I clean the filter, I do see that back behind there, and I never thought about it before, <laughs> Pam. So now yeah, I'm that gonna... gets pulled up into your coil, and I tell you something that we see, especially in these older houses, is we, as inspectors, we'll go in, and we open, people just know, we're going to open every single cabinet, right. every single drawer. We open, not your personal drawers. Right by the way, but all the cabinets and I will go in to an older house and see a return. That's disgusting. 
Then I'll go into the bathroom and open up the cabinets, and you know what I see? What? A lot of allergy and sinus medication. Huh. Because literally, they are breathing disgusting air in their very own house. And don't know it. And don't even know it. Okay. If they would seal up and clean up that return. Now, that I do have a video on on our YouTube channel because I've just I've seen it over and over again. And I took in my house and just I vacuumed it out. I cleaned it out. And then I took some foam and I foamed the heck out of that return. <laughs> so that the air that I am breathing isn't coming from the walls or underneath the house. Ah. The air I'm breathing is the air that's from inside my house. <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting. Well, uh, Wes, I hope these things help. Uh, take a look at any one of them. Um, I- I'm not what? sure. Uh, one last question. Do I need to worry about that pan rusting out, or should it be a galvanized? Should it hold the water? It's a galvanized steel? I think so, yes. Uh, it should be okay, but if it gets anything in it, like I've seen people drop screws and copper fittings, that'll cause it to rust out. So, yeah, I would certainly watch that for sure. Yeah, galvanization is as good as the next time it bumps up against something. The galvanization will, will peel right off there, not a big deal. So, uh, well, if it's scratched. And also, keep in mind what that pan is for. That is a emergency overflow pan so when that unit does overflow it should have a drain on it and it should drain out and you've got a limit switch that cuts your unit off so just keep in mind if the pan is rusted um it's not going to keep the water from leaking on your on your ceiling right 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 and uh, and by the way they can put in a different pan than that um it's, it's a little late at this point, but anyway. All right. All thanks, right. Wes. Uh, we appreciate it. I hope there was enough help in there for you to, to, to work on something there. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Dwight is on the line in Itabina. What's going on, Dwight? Hey, Dwight, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you this morning? Very good. What can we do for you? Just wanted to say I'm enjoying your program. I want to find out in terms of a foundational leak. That's what the uh, the plumber suggested. That was a leak under the foundation. We can hear the water. Don't see any water outside. So, what's the first step in in tackling a problem like that? And go. Jeff, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you, all you, buddy. <laughs> you you have a slab leak, is what I'm understanding. Correct. Yes. Okay. Is there any damage above the slab? No, not that we see. Okay, that's unfortunate. If there was damage above the slab, you call your insurance company because it's covered. Um, Can you look harder? Yeah. Try to look harder. Now, it is not as bad as it sounds because you can reroute... And I'm assuming this is a fresh water leak, not a sewer leak. You can reroute your water lines that are in the slab to go through the attic. Okay, great advice. All right, thank you so much. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, Dwight. We appreciate it. we got to take uh, one last break of the hour here real quick. Uh, still have time to get your home improvement question answered, though, this morning. You can give us a call, 877 877- MPB ring 877 
672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. All right, folks, so let's go straight to the phone. Tim is on the line in Mobile and has got another great granite suggestion. What's your What's your thought, Tim? Well, I, I don't know if it will work, but it, this stuff works amazingly well. Okay. If you put some just some baking soda down on the discolored area, and then pour just household white vinegar on it, huh. that that will clean all kind of stuff. Whether it will clean granite, I don't know. By the way, I like the Steve Winwood bumper coming back. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, you know that's fantastic because it, it, we've been talking about vinegar this episode. Also, you know, I ne- I need someone on the show, just a chemist, to come on and tell me what vinegar will do with all kinds of stuff that we have on right. the show. Uh, we were talking about a cleaning steel earlier, um, but well, thank you. That that is a good idea, and it will clean a lot of things. As a matter of fact, we had someone suggest you do that uh, occasionally to uh, pipes that you kind of clean things out a little bit with that. So not a bad idea. Let's uh, keep on moving. Debbie is on the line in Weston. What's going on, Debbie? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Is to your caller who had a leak under the slab? Yes, ma'am. I had one under the on the hot water side, mm-hmm. and it was possible that they were going to have to reroute the lines outside. But what they were able to do was cut a hole in the sheetrock on the manifold uh-huh. and use PEX to reroute. Okay. Well, that's certainly a lot better and or a lot easier than 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 getting into your concrete. Oh yes. I mean, it's like one hole there behind the refrigerator and the sheetrock, and then the pets runs from there up under the cabinets into the kitchen sink, and um, just bypasses all of that where the leak was on the pipe. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Absolutely. If we can reroute versus busting that uh, slab, and for fresh water, we can always do that. Um, if it's sewer, then we do have to bust the slab. Right. So, and okay. a lot of times, insurance will pay for a reroute and will not charge you a deductible. Really? Okay. Yep. Good to know. All it's right. Not that expensive to do. I just chose not to claim it on insurance. Right. Okay. Uh, I've got another email here that I've got to read uh, for you guys. I just love it. We got it this morning. Okay. Could y'all please go over that thing about the cutoff valves on toilets being inclined to burst? Ever since Del Moore said he wouldn't go to sleep in a house with a fuse box, <laughs> I've been on edge. And now I've about gone over the edge. I've installed water shutoff valves all over my house toilets, sinks, and now I feel like I'm living below the Ross Barnett Reservoir Dam. Thank you very much. Uh, what, what, <laughs> what he's talking about is uh, 
these uh, we did talk about these little valves that are used a lot of times in uh, you know in the back the back of the toilet also the thing that we were talking about bursting a lot is this uh gray piping that has now been banned in in use in construction uh what is it polypropylene is that what that stuff is uh, polybutylene Polybutylene, yeah, that that gray pipe is no longer used. There are way too many accidents and things like that, uh, things going wrong with that pipe. So it's no longer used. So if you've got it in your house, you can replace it and get a much safer uh, situation there. Uh, it, it it flooded my home to the tune of about 50 grand one time. So. Whoa. Right, yeah, whoa. So there you go, folks. There's your show for the day. That's what you get. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and Jason Klein, I'm Jason Klein. Here you go. Stay tuned for a Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.